What's up with you R&B niggas trying to turn rappers and trappers? You should just stay in your lane, bro. You sound like a rapper to rapper. I'm looking down on you when you talk to me. You should grab you a ladder. You swung at me, only jabbed in my bladder. Watch you disappear like you abracadabra. Now grab me a dagger. You got some hits, but you lacking a swagger. I'm still the shit, bitch, so that doesn't matter. Don't call me a kid. I'm your pappy and dada. You get splattered and flattered. You and Trippy better have you some backup. Brandon Stimpy looking aggy and staggered. And when I kill him, nigga, matter on matter. Time to get litty, bitch. Fuck all that singing. You challenge me, what the fuck is you thinking? With too much weed, what the fuck is you drinking? I brought the tsunami, you fuckers are sinking. I'm glad that you came. Leave all that lyrical shit up to me. I'm a savage that bang. Bring all your products who's back to All right, all right, all right. How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to Gentleman Podcast. Today I'm your host. My name is Josh, and this is my brother, Aaron. He didn't want to say nothing. Hope y'all had a, a good Thanksgiving <laughs> and out there, you know, spending your money on Black Friday. You know, just giving all your money away that you work hard for. But, you know, hey, it is what it is. You got a Christmas shop. I, I understand. All right. So today, well, how's your week been? My week's been great. Um, like you said, I'm his brother. My first name is Aaron, but I prefer my middle name. Ray. A-A-Ron. Ray. <laughs> Don't call me no AA, Ron. That joke is old. But, um, yeah. So, uh, well, we're going to get right into it. Ain't no time to waste. See a lot of stuff going on with the sports world. So, one thing I just want to just, you know, talk about is are professional players more concerned about their stats than they are winning in this day and age? In this day and age? I mean, I mean, you don't have to consider it by this age because, I mean, it's always happened before, but it it seems more obvious now. I mean, back in, what, the 80s, they weren't even making that much money. I mean, compared to their time, they were, yeah, but they weren't making, like, the millions that they are now, and they didn't even have, like, the the endorsements. They weren't getting endorsed. Back in the day, a lot of people played because they wanted to play. But I say the playing for money probably started maybe around the late nineties, because that's where money was really pouring in. Because at that point, Jordan was making what thirty million a year, and yeah. But I mean, if we if we just kind of talk about like, for instance, like what I know best is basketball and football, because I know you more you know baseball too. But as far as basketball, when somebody's in contract year, they they do, you know, play as hard as they can to to make more money. Like, for instance, this year's Draymond Green contract year. So he trying to – if he wins Defensive Player of the Year, he's eligible for max dollars to get a max contract. So he's probably more than likely paying for that, playing for that, because I, re- I remember he said earlier in the year that uh, he, w- he needs that Defensive Player of the Year. But I think initially he meant, like – he needed it because he said he missed out on he made I think second defensive defensive team. Yeah, he made year. second all team. Yes, last year. So he wasn't feeling that. So I think personally he wants to make up for it by getting defensive player of the year this year. But the other thing that factors into it is it does make him eligible for Max Dallas. And to say that he doesn't know that we we'd be sitting up here foolish because Draymond knows what he's doing. So and then you have people like Westbrook. That might have just wanted his triple double. You know, was it was it the year before? No, I think it was last year, man. Sports years, they fly so 
the season. Well, you know, the first year he averaged a triple-double. He was, I mean, I don't think he was doing it just to do it. It's just nobody else was on his team. He didn't have Paul George. So he was just, you know, out hustling everybody. Now this, not this season, but last season he did it again. I think he was just like going to grab rebounds, you know, from everybody. I think it was last year they were saying he was stealing rebounds from his teammates or whatnot. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, shit, they don't want to grab it. He'll grab that bit. That man just have a lot of energy. So I don't know if he's just really doing that. Or, I ain't never seen I mean, a man just at, get tired. At the same time, what would be the point in letting you get the rebound just to give it back to me? Why not just get it myself if if I can? You know what I'm saying? Right. So I don't think they'd be tripping on it. I don't think they really care because I mean, I mean it depends. If you're a player that's going to be top ten, or, you know what I'm saying, top fifty players of all time, I think you care. But everybody else is just like, like a Stephen Adams don't care. He like a role player. He just. But and then at the same thing. time, he kind of needs some of his stats in order to get paid himself. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's kind of like a a big thing. It's stats are if winning doesn't matter unless you're a handful of people. If you're not Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, LeBron James, Chris Paul, James Harden, you winning doesn't really matter because then you're like like Robert Horry. He has seven rings. We don't give a fuck about him unless it's a unless somebody hit a game winning shot, then they gonna give it the Horry scale. What on the Horry scale does does this rank? But other than that, nobody really cares. Like I said, unless you're gonna be top fifty and really not even top fifty, it really matters anymore. If you're not a top twenty five player of all time, if you're not gonna be putting yourself in that category, winning for you really doesn't matter. It's really about your money because somebody be like, hey, look, that's the that's the tenth greatest player of all time. Motherfuckers ain't gonna give a fuck. That doesn't get you money. That doesn't really help you. I mean, it kind of helps you maybe get a couple of jobs, but not really. So might as well pursue the money, money, because I mean, being remembered doesn't really just matter like like that to a lot of people this day and age. A lot of people get lost in a shuffle. Like Will Chamberlain, he he had great stats. He won. I made. I think like maybe two championships. But because he played in an era with mostly Caucasian players no, that really weren't that athletic, nobody really cares. Even though he would still be great today, maybe not as dominant. He wouldn't average no 40, 50 points his first few seasons. But he still was a freak of nature. Like, what seven-footer you know and they in their offseason can go play volleyball right now and not tear their ACL or something? This man was playing volleyball, tennis. Like, the man was a freak. The man was a freak. He was 50 fucking benching 400. Like, you won't see too many people like that. So, and then I think, honestly, back then, just getting a little bit off such, I think they ate better food. I think their food was more organic because the shit they're giving us now. You don't know what's in it. Nah. Because just because it's what FDA approved doesn't mean that it's good. They're just saying you can have this much toxins in there and it still be approved. No more than this. So, I mean, it is what it is. All right. The only reason I brought that up, because I think Melo was a prime example of somebody going to get their money. But see, that but he didn't pass that, though. So that's the difference. I mean, if you... Well, I mean, he kind of had to to get that, that, uh, that contract. Even though then he was traded to the Knicks, then he signed the deal because, you know, he was from... They traded him from Denver because that was his contract. Yeah. yeah. 
So then after that, he was like, Shoot. No, they, they didn't trade him contract year. They traded him. I think he still had two years on that deal. He didn't get the contract until two years later. Because remember, uh, he had that, that free agency where it's between the Knicks and the Bulls when Derrick Rose was still seeming like he had a little something and Jimmy Butler was over there. And he was like, nah, he, he stayed in New York for all that money. Okay. I think that was, um, that might have been 2014, 2015. I want to say 2014. You can you looking it up? I'll look it up real quick. Let's see what. Uh, I don't know, but it seemed like every and plus the all these rules is generated more to as far as the NBA NFL is concerned. It's more offensive rules as far as it's it's catered more to the offense. So you're gonna see more scoring, more this, that, and the third. Yeah, so it was 2014 where he uh, I was thinking he was gonna possibly go to the Heat or something. No, they they was saying he was gonna go to the Bulls. It was, yeah, that was the biggest one, but you they still had the Heat because they was like, well, he buddies with LeBron. Is that in the third? Yeah, but that was also LeBron's free agency, and I think he went back to the Cavaliers at that point. Yeah, yeah, he he jumped ship. So, I mean. I see. I see why you said that, though. But his case, he wasn't really patting stats. He was a natural scorer anyway. But the way he scored, he seemed he would it would look like he's trying because you know now that you got players like Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Kevin Durant, uh, who else get efficient? Get a lot of LeBron James. Obviously, I almost left him out. They score so efficiently. When you look at a player like Carmelo or you look at a, you know, before Kobe, it seemed like they would be trying to go after, you know, scoring 20 points because they would have to shoot 20 times because they were volume scores. That's how hard it was before CP3 got there. He still showed sometimes, but he just dribbling, dribbling before, uh, what's his, what's the coach name? My brain. D'Antoni. D'Antoni got there because, you know, D'Antoni's more of, sometimes you'll still see them go iso ball. But sometimes they'll get some ball movement going around. But see, with that, uh, Chris Paul wasn't on that team. When he came, that's Dan what I said Tony before. Was there. Before, uh, well, that's why I said when Harden was just there by himself. You but saw he him was still getting, uh, he was still getting a lot of assists. But it was them assists was still dribbling that out was the when, clock. Uh, though, and then driving when uh, Kevin mm-hmm. McHale was there. But see, I think the issue with that was Harden didn't want to listen to him. He got him fired at the end of the day. Because it was, you know, it was him and Dwight at one point in time. And that shit was just horrible. And it was because neither one of them wanted to listen to Kevin McKellar. And I think they ain't show him the proper respect because, you know, he was on them great Celtics team. So he know basketball. But, I mean, when you got somebody out there, when you you see on social media, they they saying that you the best scorer, you you got the best handles or you got the best crossovers or whatnot, you're not finna listen to no coach because a lot of these player mindset is like, bro, you play – when niggas could only dribble with one hand. Why are you telling me how to play basketball? But back in the day, back in the 90s and 80s, they ran more beautiful sets because that three-point spacing, yeah, I know what you're looking at. I've seen it too. That's why I was being kind of hesitant. But uh, that's why it was like, if you look at the older, old-school basketball, it was hard to score because everybody was right there. That whole spacing for the three-point shot, motherfuckers didn't care about that. Like, it was just crazy, and it was one on one too, man on man. Yeah, like you could zone defenses back in the nineties was illegal, which is why a lot of people say Michael Jordan wouldn't been able to keep up with today. But I still think he would have. 
because zone defense only the only person it, it mattered against really was LeBron, and that's who they compare. LeBron doesn't good do do good against zone defenses before early in his career because he couldn't shoot, but Michael Jordan could shoot, so a zone defense wouldn't it wouldn't mean nothing to him. Because I mean, even at an old age, he was effective in zone defense in in the Wizard year. Right. Sometimes I forget he even played for him. But shit, I'd rather forget he played for him. But he still has some good good years. We can transition to our next next topic, which is, you know, we talking about players, caring about stats. Why can't every team in professional sports sustain success? So basically, like, every year, I don't know, sometimes you just have a – I mean, lately, you know, in the NBA, it's like the Warriors and Cavs, but, you know, LeBron on Lakers now, but it's kind of like that. So I don't – I'm not going at them. I'm really just looking at sometimes the NFL. So you have teams that do good this year. It's like every year it's always a team that comes out the blue that does good in the NFL. Well, I kind of really wanted you to – I know maybe a lot of our viewers don't really care for it, but I want I want you to speak on baseball because I think that gets lost in the shuffle. That's kind of still like a major sport, even though it's more uh, international players in baseball now. It's not too many Americans just playing it like that. Like most people are coming from what? The Dominican Republic. Cuba. The, yeah, so I kind of want you to talk about that because they have a special situation. Like with all these other sports, you have what usually breaks the team apart is the money. You can't pay everybody. But baseball, you kind of can pay everybody because what they don't have, because LeBron always used to talk about why we can't have no cap like baseball. So Yeah, baseball doesn't have a cap. It's just based on your market and your revenue that you get back from the team and how the owner is. But well, baseball is different because baseball is not all about big names. Every year, I, I remember when the Tigers, Detroit Tigers, we won our division four years straight and went to the playoffs five years straight. The thing with baseball is is longevity. So can you sustain a hundred and something games? I forgot how many it was. It's a lot of games. Yeah, they have so many. It's just so many games. injuries that goes on. But with baseball, if you have a okay pitching but a great bullpen and you got some hitters, then you'll be fine because you're going to go through a stretch where you just lose a couple of games just because when it comes to hitting, you're just not going to hit perfect every, and every game. And also, their season so long, they be out of it. They be like, bro, at some point in that Cause season. Because you start really like, spring training. You start that like in February, March. And the season gets started. I mean, you just playing so many games. It's kind of hard for teams to, you know, they have just go success. Emotion. But see, like with their with their thing is theirs is more. You can say like as far as like a dynasty, theirs is more so injuries and stuff like that. You can't say it's because money, because most of the time money breaks up teams, especially like basketball, football. It's money. Once you get a Super Bowl ring, your value goes up. It don't matter who you are. You could be the third wide receiver on the team. Your market is going to go up. Yep. So, you know what I'm saying? You, you're you going to be like, okay, why well, stay in, let's say, for instance, New England for $5 million. That's all Belichick wanted to pay me. Yeah, well, cheap. I could go over here to the Jets and play for $15 million. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. that's why that team, you know what I'm saying, will break up. Not necessarily them. They sustain their team because – they keep they don't pay players they let they let them go um besides money 
I would say because like with the Seahawks, once they won their first Super Bowl, they lost a couple of their veterans like Big Red and a couple of the linemen because of money. But the other issue is with basketball, it's like Shaq and Kobe's ego. And that's what why a lot of teams can't sustain success. When you get to basketball where you, I mean, like LeBron, he can carry a whole team by himself. When you get to something like that, when you lose a player, a big player, because of ego, because they can't get along with people, then that's going to obviously break up a dynasty. They ain't going to be able to sustain success, which is why Cleveland just plummeted. First, you get rid of Kyrie, which didn't really change, but they, they still made it to the finals. But it's, it's like, crazy. you know what I'm saying? After he leaves, then LeBron basically says, well, I left because they traded Kyrie, which I don't believe that to be true. I think that's just another reason. If Kyrie would have stayed, he still would have left. Because let's just be real, he was leaving anyway. Yeah, it, it was a bunch of frustration going on. He just got tired of it. For him to do all that stuff he had to do just for them to win some games, that's crazy. Oh, yeah, perfect example. OKC, KD and Westbrook can't get along. KD leaves. The OKC is still a good team, but that's a dynasty that could have been in the running for a championship every year. Because they almost went uh, to the finals that year, but they were – they they lost they three one lead on Golden State, and then KD goes through the Warriors the next year. Um, then besides that, it's old old age. When you when you've been good for so long, especially in the NBA and NFL. Well, I wouldn't say NFL because they the NBA only has you know in a draft they only have two rounds. When you're good, you get late round picks, and a lot of the times those players don't turn out to be good players. Not only player I could think that was a second round pick that turned out to be good with Jimmy Butler. You know what I'm saying? Like star level that can, I wouldn't say necessarily change your franchise, but at least you'll make the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? So most of the times in the NBA, when you're really good, if you can't get a free agency, once your star players start get old, then you know what I'm saying? You just got to wait till your team fall off the rock. That's why you, you hear in the NBA about, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? About tanking. Tanking. So they can get a good player, like the you know the seventy sixers. But it's always those teams that stay in it every year, though. So you still dealing with the only one I can think of is San Antonio. That's the only one that let's be real, like the past twenty years that has been in it. Now the Lakers are starting to come back, but what they the last time they won a championship was twenty ten. Yeah, but that's the thing. What's their formula? It's in the NBA you got the Spurs, and in the NFL you got the Patriots. They always in it every year. That's what I'm saying. That's because of great coaching. Exactly. So and drafting somewhat, uh, but also like with both teams, they both, know how to get the, the most out of their players. But the other thing was like when they were winning championships in the Tim Duncan area, Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, and Mono Ginobili took pay cuts, just like on the Patriots. Tom Brady took a pay pay cut. If they paid him like they paid Aaron Rodgers, that team wouldn't be nothing. You know what I'm saying? So I think the biggest thing is it's all about money and ego. If a player doesn't have an ego, it's more likely that they will take a pay cut and you can keep everything together. That's why the Spurs stayed together because them players really didn't have ego. You know what I'm saying? They were foreign players. Even Tim Duncan, he was from the Virgin Islands. He's not necessarily American. Tom Brady, he was a six-round pick, so he... He has ego now, but he was like, man, I want them rings. You know what I'm saying? Because he was like, they started to put me up there in that 
great quarterback, you know what I'm saying, conversation. So let me take a pay cut. Plus, I mean, what he was, I think the owner is the owner with Gillette or whatnot, uh, Robert Kraft. Mm-hmm. So he, let's be real, he probably pay him a little bit under the table. I mean, he got sponsorship monies. And then his wife is rich. So it's like, who cares? You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day. Because it's, it's ways for them. I feel like the people who take a pay cut, they may take a pay cut from that team, but they still get money elsewhere. So it really doesn't phase them. Right. And then, you know, Tom Brady trying to build his brand, that whole, I don't know, G2, whatever it's called, where you stretch and shit. That, that uh, mm-hmm. that trainer that he had, they trying to build up like this training thing where you can keep, you know, players and uh, basically you can play longer through all these different metrics. That's why the longer he plays, the more that becomes believable and more. Well, we're gonna take a quick break. So, with him, with him being able to. With him playing, the longer he plays, the more it becomes believable, you know, through all those different metrics, all those that stretching and stuff. Because I think they talked about uh, what's that tight end uh, that they have for New England? Gronkowski. Yeah, Gronkowski. He was supposed to be working with Tom Brady. I forgot G two E two, whatever it's called, the experience. But you know, Bill Belichick someone had a problem with it because it's like. You need to hit the weight. Stretching and doing what, what Tom Brady does isn't necessarily effective for your position. But, you know, with somebody playing basketball or something, them working with, you know, Tom Brady's trainer could essentially probably help their career in the long run. But, you know, being being honest, a lot of players, they they don't take care of their bodies early on in their career because they're young. So they do a lot of bad eating, a lot of bad habits, especially in football. And so later in their career, it just doesn't pan out. Even Mike Vick talked about that. He wished he would have ran a couple less times because he probably could have played a little bit longer. So Yeah, that's why I was making a big deal of Lamar Jackson rushing 27 times. Bro, what the fuck was that, man? I, I was looking at that, bro. I was looking at I was like, what the f- 27 times? What the fuck was he? He was like literally honestly what it looked like. It, wouldn't, it didn't even look like they were playing – a quarterback, it looked like a wildcat formation, like all fucking game. That's yeah. that's what that looked like. Like I think it was only two, two or three design runs. The rest of it, man, if he ain't see nothing, he just took off. I don't. I hope he become a good quarterback, but I don't really see it. He doesn't really have the arm strength, and he's not really an accurate thrower. Like in the off season, he really gonna have to do a lot. But the thing is. Do he want to do a lot? That's like the biggest thing with these players. A lot of them have potential. But for instance, like I was thinking about uh, quarterbacks that had a good arm that didn't turn out to be good. Because usually, like for instance, you know, Mark Sanchez just got signed by the Redskins. He really didn't have a good arm. So you can see why his career didn't really pan out. So when I think of people who had cannon arms and didn't pan out would be first off Jamarcus Russell. If that wasn't the fucking biggest bust, that's why they changed how they even did money. Cause he he had a rookie contract signed like sixty million. His rookie contract was sixty million dollars. And that's why they kind of did away with that, cause the motherfuckers like him. But him, Jay Cutler, those are like the only two I could really think of with good arms that didn't really pan out. Cause Jay Cutler, he was kind of like the second coming of Brett Favre in a way. But that nigga just wouldn't stop throwing interceptions. Like he was just hard headed. He like, didn't care. He didn't. I, I say he didn't care. It, it no, looked like he didn't. 
he didn't care. I think he had a couple of good seasons with the Bears. They went to the playoffs, but that was about it. You know, before that, he was with the Broncos. Mm-hmm. So, because I was thinking about Mahomes. Like, where could he go from here? Could he get bad? And only, those are like the only two If he two lose his coaches. Like, if he, if he lose Andy Reid, an offensive-minded coach, he in a perfect system. But if he stay, if Andy Reid is there for, I think, three to four years, I think he'll be all right. But the biggest thing is, can they shelter? Kansas City is actually a good city to be in to be sheltered. I don't know if that's Kansas City, Missouri, or Kansas City, Kansas. I don't fucking know. But it's one of the two. But either way, because people are starting to really rave about him, and he could possibly get a big head early on, and he don't fix out the problems of – because you got to think about it. When he makes some of those throws, then you'd be like, man, he shouldn't have thrown that, and a, a player catches it. It's like, oh, my gosh, look at that play. But that's kind of what happened with Jay Cutler. He was making throws, and it's like, oh, my gosh, why would he do that? But eventually, later on in your career, it starts to bite you because people love to see you gunsling. Same thing with Brett Favre. They loved him playing hero ball. So if Mahomes could get away from that and start to be – and kind of take on like kind of that Drew Brees. Because mm-hmm. I don't think they hold Drew Brees to a high enough standard because his, his wide receiver said – he sit up there and he'll throw him to him within like a 10 yard and try to make sure he hit him in the chest like every time between the numbers. If he can take that type of precision to his game, he could probably be the greatest quarterback of all time. Yeah, but I mean, he's this is his second year, so and first year starting. Because, you know, last year is Alex Smith. Right. They had drafted him. So, I mean, I think his upsides, well, I mean. It's depending on his brain. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you know, he gets like a the big type hit. Of, well, he was at Texas Tech. I mean, yeah, that's college, but he was like the guy there. He seemed just like a But cool he still kind of went under the radar because you got to think he was a second-round pick. He wasn't even the first round. So well, he had a lot of really mediocre quarterbacks that, that draft. From Texas Tech. Texas Tech really isn't the school you get a, a quarterback from, but that's where, you know, Michael Tra- Crabtree came from. So I understand why he went under the radar. He didn't really play great competition. But that's what I'm saying. He didn't. He wasn't really nationally recognized. So now you in the league, you probably he could get close to breaking the record. Possibly could break the record if he throws six touchdowns for the next few games because they ain't got no defense. So he gonna have to be in a shootout every game almost. Because you know he had a couple games where I don't even think he got a touchdown. So it just like I said, he just gotta make sure he don't start partying and stuff too much. You know what I'm saying? And, Cause he got a lot of young guys on his team. It's not like the people he throwing to are veterans. Nah, them, them boys young. Kareem Hunt, even young, Kelsey, his second year. Even the Kelsey, the oldest one, he young, and he's still partying. Hey, it don't affect him on the field. So. Cause he, you know, he had his own reality TV show. So you know the the whole dating thing. So I don't know. <laughs> it just it yeah he had a dating reality TV show, and I think he ended up with a black woman. Yeah, he had a black girlfriend. Yeah, so fiance, whatever it is, I don't know, I think he he'll be good. I, I ain't somebody I worry about. Yeah, he ain't in the he ain't like it's not like he in New York or something. Okay, so let's 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 do a do a quick pick real quick. Who do you think gonna be in the Super Bowl? Man, I don't know. Coming out the NFC, well, you know you got the teams like the Rams, Saints, Does, Bears. I think it's just between those two. I don't see the Bears. The Bears could surprise somebody with a good game defensively, but it, I think if they're messed up with the Saints or the Rams, I don't think they – because both of them got I running backs. I think the backs. Saints going to make it just because of that BS that happened last year against Minnesota. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if the Rams do, because really the Rams made big moves this offseason. To, it's most, it's basically know, like a Super Bowl of bust for them. Because, you know, uh, I, they've played the Saints. The Saints won. But Akeem Tlaib, I forgot how you say his name. Akeem Tlaib, he wasn't playing. He's yes. out. So you can arguably say, unless who, if they get another wide receiver, if they get like a Brandon Marshall or something, he could possibly do something for them because he has great hands. But Because you know they're supposed to work out another wide receiver because of this Bryant situation. No, nah, Brandon Marshall on the team. Oh, he is on the team? Now? Yeah, they signed him. Okay, so it's possible they can do something with him. Because, I mean, the only reason why I think he wasn't working out for the, the Seahawks was because he just – he he wasn't probably getting too much room on his uh, defender. He wasn't breaking away from his defender. But when you play with Drew Brees, it doesn't matter. He's it's all about precision. the system. Yeah, he's a precision. Like, if you're here at this point, I'm, he, I got you. See, quarterbacks in college, you it's almost like in college, if someone's open – you, and if you see it late, you can get away with it. But in NFL, you got to throw. You got to have the anticipation. That's why sometimes you'll see somebody throw a ball and it'll be a pick. Like the wide receiver went this way, but he threw it that way. You're like, damn, why he throw the damn ball? Because he ain't where he's supposed to be. It's the receiver fault. The receiver didn't run the route. It's like it's all. It's a bunch of communication with the quarterback and wide receivers. But it's like an NFL. If you wait till a person open, just like Cam messed up. Like they could have beat us on that two point conversion. But I mean, he had pressure, but. His receiver was open. Then when he finally saw it, it was too late. He threw it too high. Cam Newton, to me, full of shit. He's one of those people <clears throat> that let the shit get to him early on. Like one, After his first year, people were ranting and raving about him. He tall. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people think he's handsome. He dressed fresh. So his head got big quick. He was already super confident at Auburn. But after that first year, he was like, yeah. This is me. And I don't think he's polished his game the way he was supposed to because he just don't give a fuck. Well, his numbers are a little bit better, but you can't teach accuracy. You just can't. It's either it's one of those things. You have it or you don't. You can't teach arm strength. It's either you got it or you don't. But see, he got it. He's not accurate. I think you I don't I think you can work on accuracy because if you couldn't, then they wouldn't even try on Lamar Jackson. Like Drew Brees but is so accurate because he's he gets with his wide It's receivers. repetition. Yeah. But you you can't make somebody do something. But exactly. So if anything, you can't teach work habit. You know what I'm saying? It's on them to get their accuracy up, which I don't think in the offseason, Cam Newton is sitting up there getting with his wide receivers having a camp. I think he out there going to parties and shit because that's what it seemed like. Or doing whatever it is he does with his brand. But that's why I feel like sports is a parallel to regular life. It's the reason why most people are successful and why some aren't. And I think that goes back to, you know, doing what you need to do. I mean, for sports, you kind of just work on your craft, but we still have a craft of our own, whether it's, I don't know, if you draw, you work on something, you know, you got your degree in this field, you just work on your craft. I think that's why a lot of people exceed faster. Well, I'm not going to say faster, but more than the average person because they actually work on their craft. They don't get satisfied with the results. It's like, okay, this works. I don't have no problem with it. I'm making it. I ain't struggling. So I'm good. You know, instead of taking that extra step and saying, okay, I want to be one of the greats at whatever it is I do. And that's why I always look at sports. That's why I like sports a lot, just because I can see the parallel just in the average person's life and then, the, you know, professional person's life. Because it's the same thing. It's just what you're working on is different. Message. So that's why 
you know, you can sit around and it's that's why it's so many players. It's only a few great players, just because they they're not okay with just getting by. You know, they're not okay with just making the playoffs and getting kicked out the second round or winning one championship and saying, Oh, I'm good. They right. always want more. They hungry. You can't teach that. That's just something you gotta have, you know, instilled in you. And most of the great players come from poverty. So they didn't have nothing when they was growing up. And you can say that for most of the players in NFL or NBA, you just in professional saying. sports, period. Because you still have players in baseball that come from overseas to live a better lifestyle. And baseball was their only way out. But some True. of them would just get caught up in, oh, well, I'm good now. So I ain't. That's what, what I'm else saying. Is so that I got to do. Poverty also has a, a effect of like, it, it can help you become a great, but it also can keep you be, from becoming a great. Because it's like once you get all that money, it's like you be like, man, I done came from being broke. I got this money. And now coach be like, hey, man, you better work on your game. You know what I'm saying? The offseason, you hit him with. The bitch, I'm going to do me. You know what I'm saying? So sure. at the end of the day, but so like, I, like you say you see the parallel. So do you think like if we are consistent, we would be successful? Yes, the only person that's stopping us from being successful is ourselves. I hate when people always point to someone else saying, "Oh, well, I can't get this far because so and so, you know, won't promote me or so and so doing this, that, and the third. That's not true. It's really yourself because if you was doing what you're supposed to do, it's almost like in in sports. Maybe the team that you on right now don't want you, but somebody wants you because they see what you can bring towards the table. So I feel like you should stop making excuses. And yes, yeah, sometimes you. The situation that you are in, you can't help it. You're doing everything you're supposed to do, but they just don't want to see you make it to the top. But like I said, there's always somebody out there that wants to see you do well. And if you, you know, doing what you're supposed to do, then you can do that. Whether you have your own business, you're trying to promote it, do this, that, and the third, or you're working for somebody or working for this business, there's always room for improvement. But that's why you have to watch who you're talking to. Don't ask people for advice who who's either one, not as successful as you are, or two, even if they are, sometimes people don't want you to be as successful. They, like, they don't want to see you, you know, be, I don't want to say bigger than them, but it's something about people want to, I don't know, have something over you. It's like, oh, well, I make six figures. You make five figures. I don't want to see you make more than me, so I'm going to tell you do this, that, and the third. Everyone isn't like that, but a lot of people are ego-driven. And they, you know, have dick size contest, and that's what I'm saying. That's kind of why you can't going back to earlier what we was talking about. That's why it's hard for professional teams to to success to sustain success because if like with football, you bring like with Ben Roethlisberger, you bring in a younger quarterback, a rookie quarterback. You think you're gonna work with him because this guy's supposed to take his spot? Hell no, nah, he ain't finna work with him. But you know, going back to what we was talking about the subject, I think for one. It depends on what type of consistency a person is given. If you consistently, I mean, you can be consistently bad, but you know, yeah. of course, you want to be so towards it, the going the upscale. You know, yeah, you want to have so some upscale. Whatever you're trying to do, you got to consistent. Like, if you got to do a lot of research, like podcasts, and you got to do some research for your topics. If you're not consistently doing your research and consistently staying on top of things and staying with the times, then obviously you're not going to be successful. But then also. What do we deem successful? Because some people might be like, me just making it to the league is successful. Then other people is like, me being a top five quarterback of all time is successful. Me being a top five shooting guard of all time. It depends on one, the consistency and what do we deem successful. But it also depends on that person's dream. 
You know what I'm saying? I mean, oh. and some that's why I would say, you know, to to each his own, uh, because some people are just okay with, you know, becoming complacent and just sticking to whatever it is that they do. You know, whatever's working for them is fine. You know, but I feel like whenever you see yourself, because you always want to improve, and I feel like that's where success and consistency come from. If you're just doing the same thing over and over, you're not improving, then that means you become complacent. You just, you know, just, I don't know. So Accepting whatever is working now is just, it is what it is. So maybe we need to say people need to consistently try to be improving. As long as you're consistently improving, then you can become successful in whatever you're doing. You know what right. I'm saying? That that kind of makes sense. I mean, you, know, you don't have to be the top of the floor for this to be considered successful. But if you see yourself improving every day, you know, it's it's a lot to learn out there. It may not be something in your field, but you know that saying, oh, you learn something new every day. That's really true. So you kind of want to improve yourself because you never know how many doors that can open for you or for your family. If You just never know. It's endless possibilities out there. And yeah. I, sometimes I feel like we just, we let social media... um. And you know the things that they put that put out on the news because it's all driven. You know, it's it's a reason why certain things get put out more than others to make us become you know complacent or just you know I guess I don't want to say that word, but you just become comfortable with whatever it is you are or whatever it is that you're doing. That's why I feel like social media or just news period media period has taken the human side out of us because. It's almost like we've become, I don't want to say like uh, ignorant, but it somewhat has made us ignorant and made us, I don't know. It's like certain things I shouldn't want to hear about. And if you keep putting it in my head, then not me, but some people, they'll start to believe it or they'll get knocked off the track of whatever it is they have wanted to do or Sometimes, you know, when I say take the human side out, it kind of just makes you become scared to do something, you know, or be something because, oh, well, this happened to somebody or I don't want this to happen to me or, you know, I don't want my image to be, I don't want my brand, quote unquote, you know, to be damaged or anything like that because it's a lot of people that read into the news, watch the news. 24-7, they get alerts coming to their phone. I'm not one of those people. I mean, I, I still have I have certain alerts come to my phone, but it's not like I'm reading it. Like, Dang, <laughs> this happened, that happened. Man, to nah. me, it just it's just taking the reality out of us. But, I mean, so I believe, like I was saying, that uh, social media has taken the reality out of us. And it's because people, they... It's kind of like almost like radio. You have radio and then you have regular life if you're a radio station host. And you have certain people putting on certain personas because you can kind of almost be whoever you want to be on social media. It's kind of like almost like a Japanese anime where they're so futuristic. They have like a, a, a was it a virtual world and they're whoever they want to be in that virtual world. Kind of like, kind of like. Almost how it is now with games where you can create your own avatar and you go into this game like San Andreas and you dress yourself up or with like NBA 2K. You mm-hmm. can be the hooper that you in real life can you never be. be. You know what I'm saying? So it, it social media is really taking the reality out of stuff. Uh, in some ways, it's, it's 
beneficial. You can build you a brand, um, business, promotion, all that stuff. But social media is is it has its goods and it's bad, and it is kind of taking like the humanity out of us, the reality out of us, the like for instance, you got black China out here trying to tell people to skin bleach. She's like, I don't I can't remember if she's endorsing the skin bleaching brand or she has her own skin bleaching brand. But it's like I don't think she's ever skin bleached. And why would you wanna make somebody skin bleached? Like, look, if you're dark skinned and you get to my skin color, you can be successful like me. Like, how does that even work? Unless you like two tone. Where, you know what I'm saying, like, I think, like, Wiz Khalifa girl, but even she is comfortable in her own skin. You know what I'm saying? So, why would you even want to skin bleach? Like, it doesn't matter if you're light or dark. You know, success doesn't really manage on that. Like, Michael Jordan is arguably the greatest player of all time. He's dark as fuck. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I just don't. That whole skin, you got to be a certain... That's stupid. I don't know who came up with that, who thinks it's okay. It's just retarded, if you ask me. I'm not retarded, ain't a nice word. That's just retarded. You can't help what skin tone you have, or better yet, what skin color you are. You just can't help it. So to say your uh, success or how far you can get is based on that is stupid. I don't see why. That's just social media. Like I don't see what makes. I don't know. That shit make me. It makes me mad sometimes because it makes no sense. Like really, you really gonna say we didn't went through all this racism? Civil rights, just for me to, just for you to say, uh, black is beautiful, but I think this shade is a little bit better. You're not this shade, so you can't make it. Man, what the fuck? We went from, I say we, but you know, as a as a race, as a community, we went from you know standing up for what's right, trying to get equal rights, you know, trying to get the right to vote, things that we didn't have, just for us to say, uh, or to come to things like this where you bleaching your skin. Right, Nigga, really, like I don't. That's so stupid. If you really think about it, it makes no sense at all. Yeah, because we went from I'm black and I'm proud to I'm black, but let me get to this this light. I'm, yeah, like I'm black, but let me be brown. I'm still proud, but you know, I just I just prefer that color look a little bit better on me. I think I think it's cute. Oh yeah, and that's kind of like the other thing with social media. It's like if you have a woman that's trying to get with somebody, or even a man trying to get with somebody, they'll. If That's y'all, a boy. I'm just gonna go ahead. If if y'all don't look cute together, it's a wrap. You know what I'm saying? Like now, it's it's all about if your relationship being cute, and if y'all ain't cute enough for social media, then you know y'all can't be together. Because it was at one point I, I remember trying to get somebody number, this female number, and at the time I didn't have Instagram. So like, you got Instagram? I was like, nah. She was about to give me her number. She was like, oh, you ain't got. Well, have a nice day. I was like, because I don't have Instagram, like. I got to be on a gram just for you to fuck with me. Because it took me... I didn't get an Instagram probably to like 2016. I've always had one. I had one when it first came out, but I, was, I wasn't on it as much. Like, I'm still not on it now. And I still don't have Twitter. You know what I'm saying? Like, Nah, that's just the ignorant... Uh, <laughs> you don't have to have Twitter, man. I mean, Twitter, people be wilding on that. And then, like I said, well, like I was finna say, social media also has this thing about blurring the lines. Like, you have a post where somebody says, uh, anything done with a woman is not considered gay. Like a woman having sex with her boyfriend uh, with a strap on, they consider that not to be gay because he's physically and mentally attracted to her, but he just wants that, that dildo in his ass. Like, I don't, I don't believe in that 
Me personally, I think that's gay, and I think you should be comfortable with being okay with that because if all the women died in the world, I don't think that person has a problem with a man stepping back there at that point. But, I mean, it just, they're blurring the lines. They're Like, if I was an 11-year-old and I seen that, I might be like, okay, I might try that later on. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's blurring a lot of lines. A lot of people can have opinion. You can have opinion on anything that you want to. But it's getting to the point where it's like, if you don't have this same opinion too, you're wrong. Or you're this or you're that. When we should be comfortably okay with somebody having a mind of their own. You know, what happened to, you know, freedom of speech. But they're kind of slowly killing that. If you don't side with the majority, it's a wrap. You know what I'm saying? And that's what social media has done. It's taking the human side out. It's taking the reality side out. But as well, it's taking individualism out too. Because everybody is almost, almost doing the same thing. A puppet, kind of, sort of, whatever the, the trend is. That's why, it's, but that's why certain things trend, certain things don't. But yeah, it's, that's just that's crazy how we just come to that like that. She's stupid. Exactly. Stupid as hell. And I think another thing with social media, I think that's why we see a lot of divorces going on now, is just because. You know, a girl wouldn't want to give you her number because you didn't have a, a Instagram Let's page. talk about something real quick. I don't know if you know about it. I know about it because <laughs> it's even trending on the basketball channels. You know, uh, Scottie Pippen and his wife getting divorced and his wife was supposedly smashing Future. Yeah. that I remember that rumor popped up about two years ago. Yeah. So uh, she had posted something along the lines of saying, like, he wasn't there for me. Basically, you what she was saying, you could kind of sum it up to... A female justifying what she did, mm-hmm. and I just, I just thought that's that's crazy, and that's you know something that's all over social media, and then future saying that he don't even want her, and it's like she trying to play matchmaker with the Kardashians or or whatnot, but you know that's something that that trends on social media, and that social media probably almost, I wouldn't say it caused them to get a divorce because he took her back after the situation, but that's something that's going to be on social media that you can see some women might look up to because she's kind of like pretty in a way. I don't know. She looks like she has a fake body. I don't even understand that whole situation. But I think social media kind of does drive up the divorce rate nowadays too because it's like a woman that we might have never, like let's say 30 years ago because I follow some Jamaican women. I might have not even never known that that's how Jamaican women look, how fine this woman look. But now because of social media, I could see somebody that I might never meet. And I'd be like, damn, I want somebody like her. Like, you see so many of them, mm-hmm. even with with um women looking at us guys. Like, you see so many guys that look better than the average everyday guy that you're used to looking at. It's kind of like, why even be with that person? Or if you're married, you kind of like, for instance, with these these rappers and superstars, you almost didn't know what they looked like unless you had like an album cover. You know what I'm saying? So it's like now they'll be married and they'll be like, ooh, Drake my hubby. Or ooh, uh, Erica Badu, that's my future wife. I don't really see dudes do that, but it's something out there. You know what I'm saying? Just to cover it from, from both ends. So it's, it's just like divorce. It's just like why be married to one person when I can have all these other people. And then you have, you know, different ideas spreading of 
having multiple women, multiple wives. Some women want to be like they want a guy and a woman. Crazy. So, I mean, like, I don't know, man. Divorce is just... It's just more common because people really don't give a fuck. They're being told, why settle? You don't have to settle for anything. Until they reach that certain age, then they be like, oh, dang, I wish I... You start having regrets. But I mean, as you, when you're young, I, I, I want to say, I don't know, certain people can get married at a young age or get married, whatever, and they just... I ain't going to say they're perfect soulmates because, I mean, how do you know? But they make it work. Like, they enjoy each other. Then you have people... Sometimes people get married for the wrong reasons. Whether yeah. it's a baby involved and you... Feel like you have your parents, you know, the old heads like, well, y'all might as well get married. You got, a, you know, a kid together and you listen to them and it don't work out like you thought it would. You really don't like this person. It can be that reason. It can, I don't know. It can be several things. It may just be a feeling that you had at this time, but then over time it's like, man, I really can't stand you. Like, you boring. Well, I ain't going to say you boring, but you annoying. That's some people. It is because they're boring. Let's just be real. A lot of women get bored with, with guys. And guys get bored, bored with women, so yeah. it goes both ways. But these small things that tick you off, it's I don't know. But I the feel other like thing is rushed. Is looking at these other people, like for instance, um, Jada and Will Pinkett Smith. Will Pinkett Smith. <laughs> Jada, <coughs> Jada Pinkett Smith and Will Smith. They had their whole uh, round top table, and she was like, she was just giving like a drastic example, but she was like, if we we're not having each other. I might be on this side of the house with another person. He might be on this side of the house with another person. And so some people might look at it like, especially as dudes, we love to make an inch, take an inch and turn into a mile. Like, hey, look, 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 look. She willing to stay with him and he cheated. You know what I'm saying? Like, so you're looking at these other relationships, especially, I wouldn't personally, if I'm anybody out there, don't never look at anybody that's in Hollywood, never look at their relationship because they, they be bored. They rich, rich. So they might have done a lot of things that you yourself wouldn't be willing to do at a lot of these parties and these swinger conventions and shit. So I wouldn't look up to any of those marriages because you don't even know how they making it work. They doing some other stuff. Just ask your grandparents or something. I don't know. But <laughs> when you're looking at these people on TV and you measuring your relationship to them or you're saying, well, she did this why you can't do it, or he did this, why you can't do it. And it's kind of, it's some of the reason why some of these divorces are starting to happen. Because once you sway somebody's mentality into belief, thinking this way, and you've changed how they think and how they operate, now they're, they're like, okay, well, once they believe in something, now they want you to believe in it with them. And if you're not willing to believe in it with them, they're already, y'all are already going through trouble times. So now they're just like irreconcilable differences, divorce. And that's how that goes nowadays. When you're constantly being told this is how a relationship should be or this is how my relationship should be and they're successful in most people's eyes, they want to be just like them. And also, you know what I'm saying? Once you, If you're already unhappy, then, then what? Or like I said, you always having people constantly tell you, uh, don't settle for less. It's never too late to find love. And they be single. It's like, nigga, how you going to tell me to do this and you sitting around with 10 cats and shit just on your phone doing this? Like, man, you got to watch who you take advice from. Exactly. And sometimes your friends don't have the advice you need to, advice you need to hear. You need somebody who's going to tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. 
And I feel like that's another thing that can kind of correlate into why people aren't improving or improving their craft or just improving as a person every day because you surrounding yourself with, I ain't going to say likewise people, but people who just don't care if you succeed or not. Right. Like they say, believe none of what you hear and half of what you see. Yep. Quit looking at these people relationship. You don't know what's going on behind closed doors. You Sometimes it's fake. Yeah, some especially some of these celebrity relationships. Quavo and that other girl. Most of it be uh, 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 what's that? Like that whole. Uh, now nah, I can't even think right now. But yeah, most of it's just publicity stunts. Exactly. So, don't be looking up to these people relationship, and they ain't even really got one. I, mean, I think it's really fun. the kids that kind of following, who's really falling into that trap though. Like the kids growing up, because that's all they see is social media. Shit, some people our age, that's what they be worried about. They be so quick to glorify somebody on, they be like, they'll say black men don't care about black women, but the black men that you care about and you looking up to are all celebrities. You don't ever say, oh, Joe, blow down the street. You're black and you're, you're handsome or whatever. And we be sitting up there liking and commenting cute on they shit, but they don't say none of that on our stuff. They all on Drake and them shit, and Drake don't give a fuck about them. So, all right. But um, thank you guys for tuning in. Appreciate it. That was your host, Josh. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Real thing, real thing, real thing. You know what I'm saying? Hey, we'll comment, you. like, subscribe. And I'm your host, Ray. Your other host, Ray. And we're the- Hey, Aaron. Don't y'all call me A.A. Ron out there in public. Don't call me Aaron. Ray. Just like y'all sit up there and call Leonard Charlemagne the God, call me Ray. <laughs> but we gonna we, <laughs> we gonna crazy. take y'all out with this. And don't forget, um, we ain't really touch on it because you ain't had a chance to listen to it. But the the whole it wasn't a beef. It was just some lyrical sparring between Tory Lanez and uh, Joiner Joiner Lucas. Damn brain went blank, but. Yeah. See y'all later. Peace.